Listening to Lightning Strikes Thrice, episode 10. Uh, this is the continuation of our other episode that got cut in half because it would have been three hours long, and that's bad podcasting. Suck it, Jeff Gerstman. I am your host, Chris Taylor, and with me is. I'm Matt. I'm Justin. I'm Phil. I have a noisy background on my microphone. Uh, last time we discussed episode Gladio and episode Prompto, and in this episode we are going to be talking about episode Ignis and episode Arden. So uh, thank you very much. Uh, just a reminder, last episode of the season, we will be back, uh, God knows when, probably a couple of months, to talk about Shadow Hearts Covenant, a very weird PlayStation 2 JRPG that none of you have heard of, but is very good. With that out of the way, let's get into the episode. So episode Daredevil, mm. episode uh, episode Ignis, Daredevil, Daredevil. Yeah. yeah, we talk about before we get <laughs> into the content of this. Uh, the music in this one was was uh, done uh-huh. by Yasudori Mitsuda, who is the guy who did the music for Chrono Trigger and Xenogears. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, it's it's really funny how the quality really it with this one the the quality of the DLCs like jump up significantly for the last two here. Yeah, they they definitely hit their stride. They're like, oh, we know, we know how to make a good thing now. It only took us the entire game and two DLCs. Yeah, Promptos was fine. <laughs> I also thought, uh-huh. uh, yeah, Promptos was fine, but it feels like a lot of good ideas that if they actually spent more time on it, could have been. It's good. Yeah, it's, it's, it's as it is, it's just it's, kind of. Yeah, it's, eh. it's very shallow, but it's like it's not too challenging. It's fine. I would have played a middle tier like binary domain game out of that engine. Yeah. I mean, hey, look, there's an entire 10 year period where they could have done something in the, in this world. <laughs> so and, and you know what? Almost none of these actually address that that time gap at all. Nope. Well, I think all, episode uh, Ignis had a significantly longer development period as well, because and most of it is when they destroyed the continuity. <laughs> yeah, most of it was uh, like, glad- <laughs> so the game came out in November. Gladio came out in March. Prompto came out in June, and then Ignis didn't come out until the December after that. So it was a significantly extended development cycle for this one. Which makes a lot of sense, because this one's very different. Yeah, and then... Yeah, this is this one fucking rules, A dude. year and change more for Arden. Which is funny, because it's not that different from Ignis. 
Uh, at least well, like, there's like know. a lot of unique story content to it, right? It's yeah, not, it's and, true. And there are a lot of there. Well, there are some unique assets for. It. Yeah. You fight the Colossus of Rhodes in that. Come on. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so for episode Ignis, we open on Regis talking to Ignis, asking yeah. him to help knock this along. Should he find himself indecisive? It appears to be when Iggy and Knock first meet. We then get a montage of the Altitia scenes up through Noctis having received Lathias's blessing and collapsed. Ignis is running through the city with Prompto and Gladio heading for the altar. Titans attack down some ships, one of which crashes into the bridge the squad is on. Pillar drops and like separates Ignis from Gladio and Prompto. Yeah. By the way, doesn't it seem like he's really like negging his own kid in his presence, like Regis, when he's talking to Ignis? It's like, hey, when my when my unrealistic, I mean, yes, but it's like do some with him because I don't have to. I'm not. I can't parent him. He's like talking about him while he's there, but like in the like not acknowledging he's standing right there. It's very weird. Take care of my kid. I'm busy wearing this ring. Okay, (laughs) Uh, wall daddy. It's got to be wall daddy. What? So Ignis. As he's knocked off the bridge, he falls into the water and swims through a canal. He gets ashore and gets in touch with Prompto and says, I got to get to Noctis. Can you run interference for me on this? You get a uh, combat tutorial. The combat of this DLC, I think, is is really good. Yeah. Uh-huh. You have, what, three three different modes? You've got, like, fast mode, slow mode, and dodge mode, right? The, each one's tied to an element. It's AOE, single target, and um, mobility, which is like you yeah. blink in on guys, and if you're holding the stick, you go past them, making you hard to hit. It's good for dodging missiles from yep. the uh, yeah. dodge mode. Or snipers. Um, and each each one has a different element, and then you can like chain those elements and build them up to big combo explosions. Yeah, yeah. yeah you have a damage multiplier that like, as you combo without taking damage, your multiplier will go up to like four times which is just yeah. a nuts amount of damage yep. in fire mode yeah uh, yeah Tech and dodges if you uh do a perfect dodge it boosts it quite a bit yeah yeah it wants you to dodge oh yeah if you get hit also you can just press x to regenerate like 80 percent of the damage you took uh-huh yeah, yeah and, like I feel like you don't really take damage in this like well, it's because Ignis so doesn't lose maximum health uh, like yeah, Noctis yeah. and he regenerates fire. Yeah, he regenerates yeah. out of combat, so like you basically never die as Ignis. Yeah, it's it's pretty great. And then it gets better once you get a grappling hook. Yeah, which you get right here. You just notice that one of the MTs has a grapple hand, so you're just like, well, this is mine now. He's just like, oh, this guy I killed had a grappling hand. Slap uh-huh. it over your own hand, and now you've got a hook shot, which you're going to need, because this is like a weird territory control game, right? Yeah, well, like, it kind of... It shows up as that, but then you don't actually have to clear out everything. No, I don't know what happens if you do. I did. Uh, Nothing happens. I think you get a trophy or something. Okay, that makes sense. Fun. Yeah, that's a mean thing to do. Yeah, but the the city is divided up into all of these different districts, and you can, if you kill all of the Imperials in a district, you will liberate that district, which makes it safer to move around in. Yeah. It's very funny, though, because if you liberate everything, the second there's a plot battle, the plot battle starts with so-and-so district has fallen to the Imperial control. Well, it's because yeah. you left, right? You can't be at every district at once. 
Well, sure. And then you finish the plot battle and it says, oh, control retaken. <laughs> yeah. 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 It seems like a, a good idea, but they didn't really work it through it. Yeah. All I'm saying is it's the so and so has joined or left the party of this game. Yeah. Well, you, you kind of get like an inverse of this in, the, in, uh, in Arden's DLC. So they tried again. Yeah. 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 The, the, there's a weird thing about this dlc too is that like there's a lot of chaff to pick up like there are places you could fall into in alticia that has like 20 different things to pick up and it's mostly shit to sell so you can buy items but it's like why i don't know why they decided to do that like it, also why are you yeah. going to a shop and buying things when you're still attacking the city it's i mean and it's not even like there's a shop moral, person there it is like it's a, it's an empty table too. Yeah, yeah. It's like you leave the money on the table and take your potions. Yeah, yeah. Because like you're grappling around on the buildings, you're getting on the roofs, and like it's also it's really fun to like jump off a building and then grapple the next one. But if you miss and land in the water, there are areas on the lower levels. Like there's a little there's a lot of nooks and crannies to like explore, but there's really not much to get out of it. You know, it's one thing to kill a guy, but it's another thing to take his wife. Oh, his grappling hook arm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what we've learned is that Ignis feels that property is more valuable than lives. Okay. Uh huh. Oh, Ignis has a lot in common with a podcast host. I know. Oh. It's you, Matt. Oh. Yeah, I wear glasses. Don't have a stupid <sighs> Are you haircut a good though. Cook? He I'm actually a pretty coming. good cook. Yeah. Do you constantly yeah. uh, talk about a new recipe that you've discovered? Uh, no, no, I just Google them. What are your them. thoughts on cup noodles? <laughs> uh, it's a, <laughs> they're, they're, they're okay sometimes. It's more than just a soup. It's more than, no, Ignis never said that. Gladio is like, Ignis the... discovers a new recipe every time he buys a new kind of cereal. <laughs> <laughs> yes, now you can add milk to this cereal. Rice Krispie treats. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you can liberate a couple. Oh, yeah. He reads the back of the box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can liberate a couple of these districts on your way to the big bridge, uh, where there's going to be a battle on that on the big bridge to get to Noctis. But uh, unfortunately, the bridge just crumbles as you get there. Yeah. Yeah, and like this this scene is great, or just like this DLC is great because you're seeing like. Usually it's like Titan in the background fighting shit. Like the scale of this is really good. Yeah, he just punches him out of the air yep. like he's the fucking Ideon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Did we say that this uh, is happening during it, the time when Noctis is fighting Leviathan? Yeah. That's that's when yes. that. Yeah. And and he got his arm back. Like you cut off Titan's arm earlier, but now he's got it back. So this he's an entire thing is what they were going for at the end of thirteen, Matt. Like with the city invasion. Like, they finally nailed, like, the action movie JRPG. Yeah, I mean, like, granted, you couldn't do, like, you know... Anything in that fucking cursed engine they made? I mean, like, not like this, no. I mean, it could have been cool if this was, like... Yeah, it just wouldn't work. It's just tuned differently. But yeah, like, the the invasion level of this is, is great. And then you get to get a little bit closer to Titan when you get knocked into the water. And then get onto a boat. You get a fucking speedboat that you just drive through a bunch of explosions, dodging fucking. Uh... Oh, yeah. I see why we're paused. I'm supposed to be reading. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. Ignis, uh huh. Okay. Ignis, I wondered what was happening. Ignis yeah. sees uh, Ravis getting a sit rep af- 
so after the bridge crumbles, Ignis uh, sees Ravis getting a sit rep, but the Empire cannot get the ring or Luna with Titan in the way. And uh, Ravis suspects that neither King nor Oracle will live if the fighting continues. Ravis is going to go in alone to save Noctis because the ring is useless without the one who can wield it. Caligo, this is the asshole that you trailed and then blew up his base. Uh huh. Caligo is mad about uh, some shit with Ravis. Uh, we grab a boat from Camilla and head off. Uh, the guy you talk to has a hilarious hat. <laughs> yeah. You drive the speedboat through the canals and lakes. You dodge ships that are being fucking just batted out of the sky by Titan and r- rubble from explosions. Uh, mm-hmm. Eventually, your boat just gets hit by an entire dropship and you fly out into the bay. And uh, Caligo rolls up on you in his dropship while you're in the bay. You swim back to your boat fucking just being surrounded by machine gun fire. Yeah, I mean, uh, like, he's he's in, uh, like, an aquatic mech. Well, he's in the dropship right now on the back yeah. of the mech, shooting out the back. Yeah. And, uh, then his uh, Titan, like, Titan is, like, dying in the background. Uh, Caligo's mech deploys and starts running and jumping through, like, the sides of the canals and shit. As you're just, like, driving away uh, towards the camera. It's very cool. Yeah. Uh, eventually, you, like, hit some rubble or some shit, fly out of the canal on your boat, and then take on Caligo's mech in a boss fight. Mm-hmm. When you kill him, you see him walking around the rubble, like, of his uh, mech, and then you just see him get stabbed through the chest by Ravis. Yeah. Yeah, we, we hadn't mentioned it, but the, the mechs... Like the biggest, most dangerous enemies in this area are the mechs, and you can use the grappling hook to do like a one hit KO, <laughs> which like you basically grapple on top. Ignis stabs it in the head or like the head section with his um, spear, and then goes down underneath it and has it fall onto the spear and like drags it across, and it like will kill it instantly from full health. Well, that's until you find the other bigger mechs that there are only three of. Yeah, and you get to stealth kill them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that that happens in chapter two, chances. Uh so we we fade up right where we left off, and Ravis is slow uh slow walking towards Ignis, who is surrounded by MTs, and one goes to attack Ignis and Ravis kills it. They're back to back, and Ravis says he doesn't want to fight us, and if uh we join him, he could secure a way to the Oracle, and we have no and Ignis is like, well, I can't refuse that, <laughs> given the situation. There's a large battle, and like fighting with uh, Ravis is kind of nuts because I keep accidentally starting blindside attacks. Like, y- if you blindside an enemy, Ravis will come up and tag team them and just just melt them instantly. And if you're warping around like with the lightning, or if you're just like you know running around this large thing, you will just like backstab like twenty of these dudes. <laughs> it's very good. It's very good. So we lead uh, after that battle. We head out uh, to a little bridge area uh, waiting for the MTs to leave as uh, Ravis had ordered a full retreat. Uh, We get some dialogue choices. We get to have a conversation with Ravis uh, asking about his allegiance. And he says that he's turning against the Empire because Luna's life is at risk. And when we ask about the arm, we get told is uh, he thought that he was the chosen king and was wrong. Why would you think that? Because <laughs> uh, presumably it burned his arm off. No, I mean, why would you think you were the chosen king? Wouldn't that mean that he would have to marry his own sister, though? I, you know, I, I here's the, the thing: the marriage is not part of being the chosen king. The marriage is a diplomatic thing. Mm. Oh, so just every king that we see just happens to marry the oracle, just coincidentally? Yeah, basically. I, I'm not. 
But that doesn't make sense when we find out in Arden's, th- uh, you know, we'll get to it. He's horny for his sister. That's why they're so diplomatically tied, as we find out in Arden's thing, is they just continually marry each other. Anyway, it's it's dumb. Anyway, I, I, I thought his uh, response to this question, Ravis's response, was actually pretty good. Yeah, so he has a, he has still has the mech arm. And he if you ask him about Noctis, he says that he is uh he resents having to ally with him, but he you know, he has one motivation, which is save his sister. Which I mean also I still don't understand how an that these characters are oracles, because they don't seem like oracles, right? Well like like don't they don't they don't predict anything. They don't see the future, they just have access to gods and stuff and fate. Right? Like I don't I don't know. I mean having access to fate is kind of like what I mean is that like they they can affect fate in a way that like other people can't and like she hangs out with a what, what like with a Shiva right like uh, Ludafreya hangs out with a Shiva but like it isn't like yeah like I mentioned it's not like in Final Fantasy thirteen two where it's like oh I know when I'm gonna die or I know what events are happening in the future she just knows that she has a destiny and that is to help Noctis and that's it. So this is the part of the fantasy game you're going to pick apart for not being realistic. It's really dumb. Well, it's just the wrong word. It just shouldn't be called an oracle. I don't know. Bad localization. Because nobody would follow somebody that just has the occasional vision. <laughs> they have to give her a title. Yeah, I guess. Blame the population for you know promoting it. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yep. Uh, so the dropship takes off, and we move out as the Empire is after the ring. Get to stealth kill some mechs, then Ravis asks, asks if Ignis believes Noctis is the true king. Ignis says yes, and Ravis doubts it, saying that no king could be born of the cowardice that let Tenebrae burn in the fires of war. It's like, but you did, but you thought you were the true king. Yeah, I. it doesn't... Yeah, Ravis is just not well written. <laughs> well, his motivation is to, like, to protect the common person. Well, his it's really just his well, sister, no, though. Well, yeah. no, he explicitly says it's also to protect the common person, which is why he tried to put on the ring. It's because A, protect the common person, and then B, believe that Noctis can't do that because he's got that weird you're not good enough for my sister thing that makes him doubt Noctis can do his destiny. Which which is why he destroys an entire city. <laughs> I was going to say, if he cared about the common person, he wouldn't have attacked the city in the first place. Did he attack the city? Uh, he, 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 yeah, that's why he was a he king. Was only after Noctis, um, Arden was in charge of the city attack. Yeah, right, he's been with the Empire for a while. That's yeah, true. he's just yeah. following orders. So anyway, um, we do another fight, and Ravis comes around a little and says Noctis has much to prove if he's the true king. The doc- darkness will not wait for him to grow into it. Uh, just kidding, that's what happens. Mm-hmm. Go figure. We then head out to the altar, and Ludafrey's dog is there and immediately dies. That's very funny, by the way. You, wait, it just dies? walks in. It just walks in from off screen, immediately falls over dead. But then, how do you give it some paw later? I, who knows? <laughs> yeah, I like it. Doesn't I? Don't know why this happens. Uh, I, I mean, maybe it just passes out. <laughs> maybe it's some magic. Yeah. Maybe Oracle is the title you get when you watch over the dog that can actually see the future. And actually travel through time. <laughs> no, that's a different dog. Wait, that's... Uh, oh, this you're right. This is dog. This is the white oh, dog, not there, the black dog. Wait, there's two... Okay. Wait, there are two yeah. dogs? There yeah, are two dogs. Yeah, I'm, I'm confused too. 
This yeah. is the one that Prompto picked up. This is Luna's dog. Umbra is Noctis's dog. I thought Umbra was Luna's dog too. I thought they no. were both Luna's dog. She's he's like their messenger dog that goes back and forth. I think it was more of a mutual dog. Like the the dog was shared custody, joint custody of a dog. First time I played this, I thought Umbra was technically uh, uh, what's her name? Um, I forgot her name now. Shiva. Uh, Gentiana. Gentiana, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I mean, like... I thought it was just, like, a shape-shifting form for her. Look, this is this is a uh, joint custody. Like, they're just testing out wh- what their relationship would be like before they get married, you know? Just having joint it's, custody uh, of a dog. It's better than the last time where they King Solomon the dog. Yeah, that didn't work out so well. Uh, um, so we headed to the altar. Oh, yeah, we did that. Uh, so we give Nick, uh, Ignis a vision of the end of the game and that Noctis will himself give up. Or give himself up. He's going to die, basically. Yeah. Yeah, so you carry on, and you find uh, Noctis and Luna. Finally, uh, Luna is dead with her hand on Noctis. So here's, here's something about death in this game that confused me. It, it seems that death is irrelevant. Like, death doesn't mean that you are, aren't around anymore in this universe. It's like force ghosts, but, like, even more tangible. Is that... Uh-huh. Why are people upset about this? Like, oh, they're dead. That means that they are just hanging out somewhere else now. I mean, it's not like they're hanging out in, like, uh, like I don't know, uh, like a shared space, you know, like a... Uh, there isn't, like, an afterlife area where it's like, oh, I'm just gonna go visit. Like, at the end of 15, it's not like, oh, Noctis and Luna get to actually be married in the next life kind of a thing. She just kind of shows up in person sometimes. <laughs> As yeah. a spirit, I yeah, don't know. She shows up with all of the astrals uh, in the last at the ending to blow up the wall. Yeah, you know, I just I don't think that you can have conjugal visits from the afterlife. I think that's the big problem here. I have heard some <laughs> episodes of the F plus about people having sex with ghosts, and I have to disagree, Matt. I'm saying in this universe, <laughs> you just go to as the far as we know. Uh huh. Kinky. Man, I thought ghosting oh, was something man. completely different. Do people get thrown out of there for that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's technically necrophilia, right? <laughs> Wait, or an astral play with like one with... S or two? Anyway, or an action, or an can't go to the fire plane because it can technically also be a school. So Ravis, <laughs> Ravis sees that Luna is dead. <laughs> Gonna try and move this forward. <laughs> yes. Sees that Luna's dead and flips out because Lucis also took his mother and now it's his sister. Ignis intervenes and there's this fight scene where you have to fight against uh, Ravis with a lot of quick time events. Very, very uh, dramatic. And mm-hmm. you, it doesn't matter. You, you kick the crap out of him. And then he talks to Luna's corpse say that he knew it would be this way and that one day he hopes he might see her happy and unburdened. And I guess, given the cosmology of the world that we just talked about, like, he figures that she can just hear him and, like, he knows that what he says is gonna happen eventually because he'll die and then they'll just be hanging out in ghost land. Uh-huh. So, yeah. It sort of deflates this scene when you realize that, like, he's sad over nothing. And that 30 seconds from now, her ghost is standing literally right there looking at him while he says it. Yep. Yep, exactly yeah. that. Uh, touch my face. That is gross. They do a fire emblem. Yep. Uh, chapter three, <laughs> sacrifices starts. 
Gladio rolls up to the altar and Prompto isn't with him and Gladio tries to attack Ravis, but Ravis knows it was Arden and a ton of MTs roll up and Arden uh, kicks Ignis in the face. Mm -hmm. He then crouches in front of uh, Ignis, menacing Noctis with a knife. Raven interferes and Arden does like the dark magic blast and push knocks him real far away. Uh, the ring rolls out of Luna's hand directly in front of Ignis, um, and Arden offers to bring them with him and rescue them from the altar, and the only option you have is fight back, which, very good option, by the way. I like that they give you the uh, the choice prompt there, but with only one option. Very well, the good. thing is, you will get a second option. We'll talk about it. Oh, do you? That's, that's oh, what yeah. I told the you. That's first, what the extra verse is. The, the verse well, two. The video the, you sent me did not include the context of the, of how you get there. Yeah, you're right. Basically, it comes. It yeah. starts at that's you. That's how you get to the good ending. Yeah, you, you get you get that scene, except you have the option to play along. Is what it okay. says. Okay. So when you choose fight back, he stands up, uh, tells Arden about his oath to protect Noctis, and then puts on the ring of the Lucii, saying, "This is where they fucking remember that Kingsglaive existed." Saying, uh -huh. "I might not be of royal blood, but if a glaive uh -huh. can harness its power, so can I." And he calls out to the Lucii. Yeah, this is a mistranslation, by the way. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. In in the Japanese one, he says specifically, I heard that one time a specific glaive put this ring on and used it, so that means I could probably do it too. Fuck you, that was a week ago! <laughs> but well, <laughs> yeah, here's that didn't the thing. happen that long ago. Here's the thing, he wouldn't have known that. He wasn't there. All of the people who no. know that that happened, he's never met. So he uh -huh. just got or they're some dead. intel, yeah, somehow, that this yeah. happened. The only person would have been Luna Freya. And she's, yeah, and she's dead. You've been trying to get to her the whole time. He never actually got to meet up with her. That's true. Yeah, we don't actually yeah. meet up with her until, like, Noctis during this scene where then she gets stabbed. Yeah, it's 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 very James funny that it acknowledges King's... Yeah. I, I love how, like, this game loves to mention Nyx without saying Nyx. Yeah, there are only four people that would have known and he's not he doesn't have access to any of them yeah it it's it's dumb continuity stuff did you look at the uh menu picture for comrades by the way because yeah the hero of the resistance is there oh, uh-huh yeah. and he's yeah. an npc too we'll talk about i'll i'll, I'll talk about him in, in uh the oh, comrades section. he is an npc by every definition of the phrase <laughs> npc <laughs> yikes uh so once he puts the ring on, we see from um, Ignis's uh, position, you see his v vision burn away like film, which is horrifying. And Ignis is now ablaze with uh, purple flame, and we get to fight Arden. Uh, we can now, our multiplier can go up to 10 times. and uh, 20 times if you go overdrive. 20 times if you go overdrive, that's right. Yeah, so if you hit the yeah, overdrive Ign uh, attack. Ignis has got big JoJo's energy right now. Yes, he does. Uh <laughs> The enchantment wears off eventually. It's super sightless. Yeah. The enchantment of the ring will wear off eventually uh, when Arden's like gets down around a third of health, and then Arden will leave, and Ignis collapses next to Noctis, blinded, and Ravis walks up to us, and he says, tells uh, Ignis that uh, Noctis is fine, then Gladio and Prompto roll up, Ravis tells Ignis to conserve his strength. He has a calling to fulfill much like himself. And he leaves, walking past Gladio, who gives him a death stare. So the credits start rolling, and then you start seeing a scene while that's happening. They put uh, Ignis in bed. He gets his daredevil glasses. Yeah, and they bring them to him like, you're hideous. Put these on for us, please. Uh-huh. And then he walks off. And then off. Ignis gets <laughs> up and walks away without a cane. Why did you trick me, fucko? Like, he, he, he walks up uh, 
to like across the room to where Noctis is. That's pretty much what happens. <laughs> Just no, him it. and Prompto fucking leave, and he walks fine. Uh, oh, like yeah, but th- there but is a little bit need extra the here. Keen to walk, he needs it to not walk into anything <laughs> or walk off a cliff. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, are you just learning how blind people get around these days? Like, is that what this is? No, there's a blind guy that takes my bus every Monday morning. <laughs> yeah, there's a fair number of blind people in D.C., actually. You ask him <laughs> this every time? No. Yeah. All right, then the beginning of the doc, this wakes up scene. Ignis suggests they end the journey, for they have lost too much. And Noctis says it's what he's motivated by. I, this is also Noctis. Ignis basically knows that at this point... Noct is going to die if they continue, so he's trying to give him an easy way out. Mm-hmm. We then get a montage of times Ignis stared at Noctis. That's hilarious he, to me. <laughs> yeah, what's uh-huh. he looking at? Uh, Eddie with Noctis inside the crystal. We get a closing scene with Noctis and Ignis taking in the ruined world, which, again... Uh-huh. Noctis says he has no regrets. They brought him here, and he wouldn't have made it without them. In the end, he might not have had... Them at his side, but it will in his heart. Thanks for everything, Iggy. And they they repeat the uh, the hand um, handshake from his childhood, and then Ignis cries like a single tear from each eye. It, there is a nice bit where uh, uh, Ignis does like feel like walk into and then feel around and sit on the ottoman in that scene. But w- what we forgot to mention is that when you have the option to, uh, we're basically told that you have to resist Arden's offer. Uh, the split is uh, the split. the The screen is split in half, and on the top is this scene where he's sitting with Noctis in the bed, and then the bottom of the screen is just like the scene that you're in right now, and it's basically signaling there are two paths. By the way, <laughs> it was very confusing though when I first saw that. I'm like, why is it splitting my screen like this and showing two different timelines? When you finish, you unlock a new thing. Tell me about it. It's so much better than the actual ending. Ah. Uh, I I disagree. I I I think this is bad. Everybody well, lives happily let's, ever let's, after. Let's, let's describe. Let's describe it. Let's describe it before we discuss its quality. Yeah. Uh, so you can go to the from the main menu. You can go back to the choice to uh, fight back against Arden, but you can also choose to play along and join Arden. Then it cuts to the Crystal Room in Grelia where Ignis puts on the ring and goes renegade, and you have to fight Arden as a boss fight. It's, mm-hmm. I, I thought this was a, a good fight. I, I'm i not... The, the thing that it does that I don't like is how his uh, Arden's defense just shoots up significantly in the last quarter or third of his health. Yeah, because his health it just, bar is deceptive. Yeah, it's really bad, because, like... This is essentially the same fight as the end of, you know, when when you fight um, Arden in the main section of this, but you can get your multiplier up to like 80 times. And that is what you have to do in order to actually get past this huge defense wall that happens at the end. But uh, yeah, like d- during this fight, yep. I'll, I'll take this over, Chris, if you don't want to talk about it. You, you, should, do it. you can go up okay. to 80 times um, damage in this fight. Yeah. Yeah. So like uh, even even more if you. uh if you go overdrive again. Oh, like if you're up there and then you overdrive, it doubles. Yeah, that's incredible. No matter where you're at, overdrive doubles your... That's good to know. Yeah, so like... Wh- good to when... know for all the times we'll play this again. Uh-huh. 
So like when you when you do this fight, uh, eventually the ring's power wears off again, and then you are given a menu where you have to choose. Uh, a, you have to sacrifice something for the ring's power. Uh, you can you can just quit, which means you just lose. Obviously, you can choose to risk your life, which will buy you another round of time. And you could do this twice before it, you'll stop having the option to. And the last one is sacrifice your life, which gives you a, a bigger boost, but also sets a time limit of, I believe it's four minutes. Is that right? Four, three or four minutes? That sounds right. Which counts down and you have to win the fight before it ends or else you lose, which I, I did lose yeah. this the first time. I went immediately to sacrifice and I got through it the first time. Yeah, you, you can do that. It's uh, it's possible, but you have to really stack up those those multipliers and then use. The, I didn't I didn't know you could use the overdrive to stack it or else I would have that would have been much easier. I did that. Yeah. And also, like occasionally, uh, if in order to keep the multiplier going, you do the jump. OK, yeah, that's the, the thing is Arden starts doing. Like later on, he glows red and does a lot of like counterattacks. And I wasn't sure how to get through the counterattacks without just getting hit. And I, you know, you're on a time limit. Don't use that part of it. Don't you get meter for doing the X recovery? Uh, I don't know. But probably. But also, if you don't attack for a little while, it drops down to 10 again or 20 or whatever. Yeah. It again yeah. Too. It's timed. And it's like very, yeah, it's very strict on how quickly you can get up. So if you get knocked down, you lose your multiplier. So you really have to be playing this pretty well to like actually get to the end but it's 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 not unreasonable it's just a bit challenging if you lose there's a cutscene of ignis dying and the gang catches up with them and noctis is sad um if you win things get really weird so noctis uh you know he, he meets ignis ignis is dying noctis asks the crystal for its power to save him which it does and it also restores Ignis's sight and makes it better, so he doesn't need glasses anymore. <laughs> also, ugh, this scene, this ending scene is weird. I watched this ending scene. It's the only time Gladio displays any emotion at all, uh-huh. other than being mad. Uh-huh. And it's the only time Noctis experiences character development before he goes in the crystal. Also true. And then uh, we get uh, a credits, like the credits start rolling, and we see uh, a bunch of cutscenes of a montage of. Everybody preparing for when Noctis comes back out of the crystal. So, like, we see a lot of cameos here. Like, Aranea shows up, Sid shows up, Cindy shows up, Viv shows up, but uh, Dino can go get fucked because he doesn't show up at all. Uh, Wed shows up, but not Biggs. Yeah, well, I was wondering why is Viv there. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> it's a good shirt. Corin, uh, thought about buying that shirt. Yeah. Cor and Monica are there. Uh, Holly, the engineer, and Lestalem is there. Iris and Talcott get a shot. And then also, apparently, Ravis survives in this ending. Yeah, li- literally yeah. everybody gets a happy ending in this. Except Biggs. Yeah, you well, can see and, videos like that. Well, and, you don't know what happened Dino, to Dino, but you can presume. Dino can get fucked. Also, also, Luna doesn't get a happy ending. <laughs> well, she's still in the ghost land. She'll be fine. It, the, uh, I, don't, I wouldn't call that fine. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, it gets, gets weird killed by a rival mob boss. Yeah. And then it gets weirder in uh, after that. Yeah, we then fast forward to chapter 14. Noctis again thanks his friends for their help before confronting Arden. They meet Ravis, who has a white beard, on the steps of the Citadel, who gives Regis' sword to Noctis and bows to him. The camera pans up the Citadel, and the night fades to day. In the final scene, Ignis, Dan's glasses, walks up to his throne, 
or to not his throne, to the throne, bows to King Noctis, who for some reason is still alive, says, Your Majesty, which we don't hear, and the screen fades to black. So it basically undoes the entirety of everything that happens at the end of this game. Yeah. Well, yeah. Which is why that, it's a good ending. Yeah. Turns out that Because you um, kill Arden. Yeah, if you just kill Arden there, then you get good ending. But like Arden well, shows Arden, up still then... because like you see in in that montage, you see Arden sitting next to the throne and like looking at it real creepily. Like he That's still comes like back. Ghost... He's probably like Ghost Man though, right? Like you kill Arden. And then you go into the crystal to get the power to purge the the star scourge, but you don't fight Arden. Yeah, it doesn't. It it it's not clear that whether or not. Like I thought it was showing that Arden was still around. And if you kill Arden there, that's why Ravis survives. That makes something sense. in this game doesn't make sense. <laughs> I just think that like it it just really undercuts the whole like Noctis needs to actually sacrifice something other than his um love interest oh. i guess it's more you know realistic I mean? the wealthy sacrifice nothing and then retain power got yeah. it yeah it just it, it definitely feels like this is the fan fiction where everybody he sacrificed 10 years sitting in a crystal for no there was reason. going to be an even happier ending dlc that but that got canceled when uh when everything except God. for arden got canned the happy ending is we didn't have to play it. It's so weird, though, that, like, I guess I guess you could mention Mass Effect 3 as a, well, the real ending's in a DLC, but, like, that it overwrites the original ending is even more baffling. I don't know. It's so it's it's very strange to me why they did this. I think that there's a, a book coming out that is going to be the novelization of all of the DLCs that they didn't make. Uh-huh. I'm going to read it because I'm so oh, God. Yeah, Final yeah, Fantasy 15, I... Dawn of the Future. It came out. In April in Japan, and it will be out uh, this fall in English. I guess we have to read it and cover it for the show. <sighs> Covers the events of episode Arden up until its ending. And Let me know when we're recording. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to talk about it, yeah. It'll be a bonus episode. All right. I just wanted, I thought it was done. You're pulling me back in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then we get to episode Arden, a.k.a. Fedora Lord. Well, no, because there was there was another DLC that happened that released before that, which was Comrades, which okay. I can talk about here if you want. If we're, if we're going, yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, yeah. So yeah, Comrades it's the yeah. has almost no story content. Uh, it is so you you have a self made character, and it takes place during the ten years when uh, Noct is in the crystal, and you are in Lestalum, and you, you go out and do hunts. You br- every time you do a hunt, you get energy crystals, which you use to power up. Actually, this part's pretty good. There's like a huge energy grid that spans the entire world map and you pay those to slowly power it up. And as you power up new settlements, uh, because it's dark out now and they need electricity, Mm -hmm. then it unlocks more and more missions. The more settlements you power up, the more populated Lestalem will get. You'll get uh, Gladio and Ignis and Prompto will show up. You can fight them in training battles. And then eventually, once you've powered up enough of the world, you go out to the island where uh what's what's it called the one where um arden is where where uh where noct wakes up and uh you fight bahamut there Uh and uh he's he's testing the king the restored king's glaive or something i don't know and that's basically it that's uh that's comrades it's multiplayer so you play the hunts with other people they're moderately fun there's a lot of the character customization is really, really robust. So I think that that like a lot of the roads are just is like it, new hats or eye colors or whatever. 
Is it the same menu when you uh, talk to the duck who's creepily sitting everywhere? I don't think so. There is cooking in it, weirdly. Like, before you go out for a hunt, you run around in this little campground and pick up things that are just lying around and then figure out what you can make with them. I don't... And sometimes the character who's doing the cooking will change. Sometimes it's the duck, I think. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. Yep. And then I think that there was another update where you, that came after that I didn't play because I they, they kept putting out new content for it. And I think that they said that they're still doing that. I don't know if it's all out yet. Um, where you fight Ifrit, maybe. I didn't bother with that because it came out after I had stopped playing. But it's it's definitely mildly fun and distracting for a little while. And filling out the map with power is pretty uh, satisfying. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's good to see. And there are little treasure chests that open up. Uh, little city building game and uh yeah that's basically it that's that's all that comrades is then there were two festivals that were part of the main game there was the chocobo festival moogle chocobo festival which was just mini games but uh one of those mini games got repurposed into the final boss of episode prompto the uh the target shooting (laughs) mini game Uh uh-huh and then there was the assassins festival which was actually quite meaty there was a lot going on in that it had a fairly fairly lengthy story it was probably like three hours of story in that ah no kidding yep yeah and that's Part- that's a tie-in with assassin's creed if that wasn't clear <laughs> yeah there was, because in assassin's creed arden shows up in one and also you can get a moogle chocobo camel thing it's horrifying if you google for it <laughs> yeah it's pretty great yeah, it's I put it in the gross. show notes yep. yeah yeah but uh so during the assassin's festival what happens is you get to lestalum and holly and cindy are there they give you assassin's clothes which you can bring back into the main game and you just go around the mini games from the Chocobo Festival are all still there. And it turns out that Lestalub has this legendary figure of an assassin in their lore, which is the uh-huh. vigilante hero from far, far away who fought against oppression. And then the, the definition of vigilante includes that they aren't a hero. They're yeah, a criminal. Well, Fuck off. So then the Empire shows up and starts looking for you and you have to do this rooftop stealth segment you also get to do the assassin's creed like steady on the top of stuff in lestalem and diving off into new conspicuously placed bales of hay that are all over mm-hmm. anyway the antagonist of that is loki you may remember him he's uh an imperial guy for like 10 seconds in the main story who reports yeah Erasmus. yeah he's the guy oh, yeah. in the mech that you murder immediately <laughs> the yeah. random guy <laughs> yep he's the one who's leading the empire's forces during the assassin's festival and eventually you then defeat him. And that's basically it. And then the camera zooms out to reveal like a hawk perched on an actual Assassin's Creed guy standing up on the top of one of the buildings watching you. Yeah. This was really actually quite fun. There were a lot of weird mechanical things where they were clearly forcing the engine to do things that they hadn't designed it to do, but it worked out pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we should mention that you can't play these now, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, they were PS4 only and timed got removed yeah which is weird because the the horrifying chocobo camel is still totally available in assassin's creed so i don't know why half of it got removed and the other half was allowed to stay yeah squarings didn't want to pay for the servers i guess i don't know bill is the lady smushed under the chocobo yishtola i did this quest before i started playing 14 uh, oh yeah there is a yeah, yeah there, there's a final fantasy 14 crossover thing here with the fat chocobo yeah yeah i think i She's just remembered girl. uh 
in these festivals, you can go to the Square Enix Cafe in Lestalem. And the waiter there <laughs> is just a, an exact, like, in-game model of the actual waiter from the actual cafe in Japan. And you can find uh, photographs of him with his in-game model. You're curious. I he didn't get paid extra for that. I almost assure you that he did not. Uh-huh. Oh, uh, what was the name that you said, Chris? Yishtola. Uh, from... No, it's uh, Yajime? Yajime? Y- Yojimbo? Oh, the girl that... Yeah, she's the girl that the plot forgets about for the entirety of 2.0. <laughs> yeah, she she's the one who's caught under a fat chocobo. Yeah, okay. Yeah. She's a scion of the seventh dawn, Matt. I, I don't know what that means. Play Final Fantasy XIV. No, I, don't play I, no. Final Fantasy XIV. The main story is terrible for 80 hours. I tried, but it wants me to pay money every month. That is how that works, unfortunately. Yeah, Did the guys... story is terrible for like 80 hours. Don't play it. You guys talk about... Uh... And the game is terrible. The episode Arden anime prologue in a prior episode, or should we cover that first? Uh, the prologue, we, d- we did not because none of us did it or looked at it. <laughs> oh. I wasn't even aware it existed. Yeah, they yeah, did an episode like they did for the, what is it, the before the game came out with the backstories for all the characters. They did one for uh-huh. Arden, too. It doesn't tell us anything we don't know was about as- him. It's just that he was... Was it as terrible as Brotherhood was? Uh... No, because it was significantly shorter. Yeah. Perfect. Yep, yeah, but it it just shows him getting betrayed and trying to cure the Star Surge, and then his brother stabbing in the back and also killing Arya, I guess, and then mm-hmm. imprisoning him on Angel Guard Island. That's that's where the episode, the DLC episode, picks up, I guess. I wish it was spelled Angel Guard and not Angle Guard. Oh, yep. you can. It, it's it's spelled Angel Guard, is it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, it oh, is. Just good. Perfect. That is less G-E-L. dumb than I thought it was. Angel. Yeah. Right, good. Good luck with that. By the way, I spelled it like thirty different ways in here. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, you could you could put Noctis in one of those cat outfits. Apparently. Hell yeah. M- the Mikote Mikote. I don't know how they pronounce it. They're Mikotes. Mesquite. <laughs> <laughs> you guys should also but cover please. the uh, iOS free-to-play city-building Clash of Clans game. No, nope, no, not thank gonna you. do that. It's not Clash of Clans either. It's uh oh, is it not? It's like Fire it's Age. Tower Defense. I didn't play it's it. It's not so Tower shows... Defense. That's just the advertisements. It's a uh, a Game of War ripoff. Oh, fire game Game of War Fire Age. Fire Age. Yep. Mm. You should do it. What you should right. do is an entire second season where you just cover Pocket Edition. <sighs> God no! Why? Pocket Edition's pretty fun. I've been playing it on my phone because I it's didn't shorter, have data in Canada. I was like, I can't play anything that has internet access. I can play that. Uh-huh. It's shorter, isn't That's it? That's the same. I mean, yes, because everything takes a tenth of the time because the world map is so small. Also, there are no side quests. You could have played Chaos Rings instead.
Hi, y'all. Lightning Strikes Thrice is part of the Pitch Drop Podcast Network. To support the show, please go to patreon.com forward slash pitch drop or our newest redirect, tentacle.pro. Kick us a few bucks every now and then. Please rate and review if you got a chance. Uh, we have uh, several other podcasts to listen to that we will mention at the end of the show, but Buffalo No Stop, Being Jim Davis, Bang Mar Sucks, etc. And now back to the show. Episode Arden, or The Tale of the Prisoner of Fate, The Fallen King. Chapter 1, Darkness Awakens. So it starts out with Arden on the throne in the world of darkness. And there's this narration telling us that Arden was supposed to be the first king of Lucis. You see the squad enter the throne room, and then it rewinds through all of the scenes uh, with Arden uh, up until that point in the game. Cuts to a car driving. You hear a newscaster talking about a border patrol agent that has gone missing in the backseat of the car. Is a border control agent. He's got name tag, and he wipes some blood off of it as the car is entering the city, and then... Turns out that this border control agent is actually Arden, who has presumably killed the guy and stolen his clothes. I guess he didn't probably didn't have to kill him. He could have just like yeah, yeah. yeah. Because when he turns uh-huh. back into Arden, he's not in the border patrol clothes. Yeah. Also, why does he he keeps trying to disguise himself as a as a one of these guards? Which I don't know why he has to do that. Uh, he doesn't want to arouse the suspicion of the populace but oh, i know but like what's he knows who he is no but like once he's fighting people and like when he shows up to talk to uh to, to confront regis he's still cloaking himself as this guy yeah i think that you see him it's because he doesn't know regis is coming he out he is actually still he's, disguised he's doing party tricks also yep. he doesn't know regis is coming out so he thinks he might have to go into the yep. citadel man which is so here's the confusing thing that maybe i just missed something but like he fights Regis in this DLC, and then yep. decades later, he is the Chancellor's advisor, right? He's the Chancellor, and Regis doesn't recognize him, despite the fact uh-huh. that he looks identical. Yeah, no, no, this this totally breaks continuity in a way that makes zero sense when you try to fit it in. screws with your vision. Does it? Yeah. Ignis. Yeah, like... Hey, remember the time that fucking like the fire god showed up in our in the city and wrecked shop? Oh yeah, yeah. especially when they said no one's heard it from Ifrit in centuries. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah, this doesn't take place before Kingslave, does it? No. No. Weird. I mean, it takes place wait, wait, decades no, it, before it does. it does. Yeah, not like immediately before. No. Right. No, this happens like years, like at least 12 or 13 years before. Yeah, because Regis isn't king yet, right? His dad is still king. Uh, he just king, becomes king. He, yeah, he's yeah, becoming king. Is king, but he is young. I thought about this as parts of it were way before, but the main beat of it was right before King's Glaive. And I'm like, oh, that makes sense. And I'm like, oh, wait. No, no it doesn't. Okay, so it's still canon as long as you never summon Ifrit. Solved. But even then, it's like, he's hey, so remember that time him. somebody just like wrecked the city and like almost killed our king and nobody talks about it <laughs> the, the impenetrable walls of of insomnia but they're still during the war well yeah. they use the prime the, titan's ability yeah. to wipe the memory of the population it's, Matt. Come on. it's honestly or, or for just me, wipe out the events honestly for me it's just that he does not recognize him when they're standing face to face in the throne room 
with the negotiations going on. Yeah. He rewound time. I guess he if he was if he was cloaked the entire time and never showed his own face, I that's the only way this works. I do like that he's dressed like an asshole because he's burned by the sun like a vampire. Well, it still uh-huh. doesn't work because there's still no scars in the city from when this happened. Yeah, well, no. It was 20 or 30 years before, right? Yeah, yeah. this is like repair a, it. You're going to repair the damage from Ifrit? Sure. Over 30 Look years? Fast. No. Look how yeah, fast we cleaned no. up after 9 11. It's fine. <laughs> Good lord. Yeah, that only took us <laughs> 10 years. Yeah. Uh, like, it's. Uh, anyway, but let's, even let's... we never forgot. No, we did not. Anyway, let's <laughs> let's let's get through this fucking thing. So... We're at two hours right now. We're at two hours. All of this aside, this DLC is very good. Yeah, this DLC fucking rules. It's it is good. Except there are way too many close up shots of Arden's face. Way too many. There's also way too many guardians. There are not enough shots of Arden sitting on a park bench reading a newspaper while the city is burning. Well, it depends on, like, how often you save. There's not enough hats. Yep. Oh, I never saved. Oh, I definitely saved every time I saw a bench. Why? It's really good. The happy music know. is playing. You, you get a stat boost for doing it. Oh, you, yeah, you get the, you you get the uh, like, the you resting the bonus. You get the food boost. Huh. Yeah. All, all of these games do that, where if you just recently rested, you get the, like, a, a boost like you cooked something. Yeah, it's like Weird. three stats are boosted. I never bought any hats, I have to confess. I bought all the hats. I thought about it, and one of them was like 30,000... Oh, by the way, did you notice that the currency is yen? Uh-huh. Yeah. What? Was that in the main game, too? I thought it was no, Gil. No, was Gil. Wait. Then why is, is it yen? Kaiju? Yeah. Well, well, okay, so between the DLC and the main game, they entered the, the uh, Gil Zone, uh, International uh, Currency Confederacy, uh, so they had to change everything over. It's so it's just so dumb. Well, no, it, it's yeah. No, it's that makes really sense. Hard, You're it's really hard to prosecute a war when a uh, Gralia is in charge of the central yep. bank. Once you, yeah, once you leave, uh, once you leave Insomnia, it's a different, uh, different currency. That makes sense. Now, you actually mentioned that in uh, King's. Oh Life. yeah, because he goes, "What's a gill?" Oh, uh, when when Wait, Prop that, does in the convenience wait, store. Why the did they, Why is this a thing that they bothered to explain? <laughs> It's I, the only thing they bothered to explain. I can't believe they did that. That's so dumb. Whatever. It's like the fucking Powfu fruit coming back. There's way dumb shit that Square Enix cares about. Uh, all right. So we're in the crowd. <laughs> we oh, just I'm, started. I'm this holding thing. us back again. Okay, perfect. Uh-huh. It is a day celebrating the founding of Lucis, and uh, we can walk around listening to a marching band rendition of the main theme while Arden is bitter about everything. At this point, it seems like his big beef is just that people feel safe. Arden uh-huh. approaches the guard barrier, looking at the castle, and uh, does really does a really dramatic over-the-head arm twirl and snap, and says, Let the fireworks begin! And we just hear people screaming and see Ifrit just walking down the street, roasting civilians. Uh-huh. Yeah, and very unfortunately... Big. Yeah, it's very good. Unfortunately, they, they like force you to like walk for the first section, which is never fun. Arden walks so slow. It's he's got a real languid gait. Yeah. Look, you got nothing but time, Matt. He's not in a hurry. He's immortal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, he has all the time in the world. So this is the tale of the prisoner of fate, comma, the fallen king. Chapter one, Darkness Awakens. 
So the screen fades up, and Arden is hanging out under a tree with someone uh, who... I was I not paying enough attention to the subtitles at this era, point. It's era something floret. It's it's a a what an she's ancestor. A uh, yes, she's a, she's a broccoli and is related to Luna, clearly, which doesn't make sense because she's going to die without having children. So I don't know how that works. Mm, she could have had a kid already. I she's I, I mean, I guess she's royalty. But, Someone else can watch her baby while she fucks off in a field. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like it doesn't make sense. It, it, it's definitely well chris does that does that mean that this is technically like noctis and luna's would be technically inbreeding if she had the king's child <laughs> or or arden's child well it's like that all the time if every single one of them has married the fucking oracle uh-huh. yeah i don't this is what this is what royalty does yeah they they don't explain how they tie together. They just, you can tell she wears white, she's blonde, and she's called an oracle. Arden talks about his weird healing powers, uh, you know, absorbing the star scourge into himself, and she calls him devout. Uh, she says that his exhaustion can be cured by sleep and her company. Wink, wink. Uh, Arden also asks Era to be with him always, and she nods, and we fade up to um, him being, uh, Arden being held on chains in Angel Guard several millennia later. Rustale and some Imperial troops, notably human troops, not MTs yet. Uh, they look like Templars. Uh, they roll up and cannot believe that he is there. Except with guns, notably. They do have guns. There are guns. But they're, yeah, they have guns, but they're wearing iron armor in like bucket helmets. Yeah. It's, but you can tell they're human because they've got like skin exposed. Yep. So they haven't gotten very far yet. They carry Arden out of the castle, but then they're fired upon, and they drop Arden to the ground. Glaze warp in and attack. They try to flee, but the attack puts Arden in danger. Then some magic stuff happens, and guitar music starts, like it's a Dynasty Warriors game. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, basically Arden gets beat up to almost dead, and it goes to overkill mode, which where he does more damage, but he also limps around and loses max HP when he takes a hit. And so uh-huh. if that goes all the way down to zero, you die. And by more damage, we mean from 200 to like 2,000 a hit. Yeah, it's very strong, but the lack of mobility really sucks. Yeah, you really can't do much in the main game with it. Yeah. Uh, we then <laughs> unlock Royal Arms. More enemies drop in. We are given the dodge tutorial. Yeah. He's like the weird shadow stalk ability, which is very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that a lot. Oh, it's yep. described right here. Perfect. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm so good at this. Uh-huh. Yep. Hey, so, so good you made it a separate part, paragraph. So you can hold dodge when you're playing as Arden to turn invisible, and you move super fast along the battlefield. Um, this drains your MP, though, I believe, so you can't do it forever. Uh, similar to, like, yeah. triple, quadruple jumping takes your MP. Um, you then get a. There's also a limit to how far you can go with each one before you, it automatically cuts you. Yep. You then get into a tutorial where you uh, you learn that you can do a full combo on an enemy to make them vulnerable, and what a vulnerable uh, yeah, a vulnerable enemy can be converted into a demon with the Y button. And when you do that, you get a flashback. Uh, to it's the memories of the guard you you basically yeah you look he he can he's absorbing the memories of the people he's demifying 
Demoning, um, demifying, demonifying, demonifying. I believe Demonif- demonifying is. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, Harding gets mad because he has hasn't done anything wrong, and people treat him like a monster. But now he has actually become a monster. Um, he's never given somebody the star scourge before. He's always taken it, and this is the first time he's ever reversed the process. Uh, Verstel is incredibly pumped by this and says, "We're taking you to Gralia." Which, by the way, doesn't that overwrite the continuity from the main game that said that he was absorbing the stuff, but he ended up being so evil that the crystal said, nah, pick the other guy? No. We'll get to that. That's what we were told by Regis, who was Uh of the traitor line. I mean, all all of the text and all the books refer to it that way, too. So I guess you can say that's... Victory's written by the or history's written by the victory. History's written by the guy not chained on an island for two thousand years, yeah. Matt. We'll, we'll we'll talk about that in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I can't I believe he said he was rejected Arden because he was corrupted, but not that he was himself corrupt. Right, like they, he had yeah. too much toxin in him. What actually winds up happening is he was chosen. Uh huh. <laughs> Which is even more confusing. Yeah, they is actually it? were like, "Oh no, let's go with him anyway." Uh, so we're in chapter two now. Yeah, chapter two. Illusory truth. Uh, we get another flashback to the field and area is there. Somnus rolls up and uh, summons a royal arm saying, forgive me, brother, but the throne seats only one. And he goes to swing at Arden and area jumps in front of Is your name really fucking area. It, it's so dumb. it's it's era. It's okay, a era. Thank God. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I think it is. I'm sorry, the sure. girlfriend area. Uh, 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 not into that <laughs> not into that phrasing at all Aaron er, er, jumps in front of wait, him is the girlfriend the... area the opposite of the friend zone <laughs> I was yeah, gonna make that absolutely. joke god damn Jesus <laughs> uh, by the way her full name is Era Miris Fleuret or Fleuret glad yeah. we knew that uh, she jumps in front of him <laughs> takes the hit across the back and is obviously going to die because she is a woman in final fantasy 15 uh well sydney scre- lived sydney <sighs> is fine <laughs> so so disappointing arden screams <laughs> and is surrounded by the scourge and wakes up in the imperial facility in uh the prompto was that someone comes over the intercom saying Verstyle requests our presence and we head off uh, you can look out a window to see that you are in the same facility that you bring Prompto to later. So this is the facility the Magitech program was born in. Uh, we are there before that happens. Uh, we arrive and have dinner with him, which is in fact hilarious in the English dub because it's two people with severe villain voice talking to each other while eating rolls and drinking wine. I mean, notably, Arden just plays with the food and doesn't end up eating it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you can Arden's have his voice just sounds like he's saying something sarcastically but it's every line uh-huh so so it's much uh, like the english you should look up Verstyle's english voice it is hilarious yeah especially the young one uh in this scene particularly uh so yeah Verstyle and arden are talking um arden's asked uh is he enjoying his stay arden says no uh but then you can ask a few questions if you ask about um if you ask about arden himself Versailles says that during his examination, he learned that Arden is uh, deeply infested with the Star Scourge and that it basically makes him immortal and allows him to, to demonify others. And Arden calls himself a monster, but uh, Versailles calls him a marvel. If you ask about uh, what time it is, uh, two o'clock. Ar- 
<laughs> yeah, more like 223. Yeah, very they're, good. They're really bad. Uh, good That's... in that they're bad. Uh, the scene is so much less stupid sounding when I played it. Uh, yeah. yeah, it is a hilarious scene. Yeah. Uh, so wow. if you ask okay. about uh, the time, Arden says that uh, he's been at the facility for seven months, uh, though he's been an angel guard for two millennia prior to that. So he's been out for a while and they've been studying him. Uh, but you ask about the food, you find out that the meat is cloned. So much time for a low-level weed offense. <laughs> it's cloned meat, uh, which means it's uh, all the failed promptos. Look, this is what happens when you're a vapor, Chris. What? What is that? What does that mean? Because <laughs> vaping is bad. Anyway, cloned meat. Microphone more. <laughs> the enemy of all podcasters, the vapor. Yeah, both vaping into the microphone and having a case of the vapors. I love that I can cut this. Anyway, uh, yeah, they eat cloned meat. That's interesting. Uh, and if we ask it's, about Verstel's... It's, it's prompto meat, Jesus. Uh, if we ask about uh, Verstel's um, motivations, he says that he was chosen by the gods and is, uh, like, Arden has been chosen by the gods as basically a god himself and that they need his power to put an end to the war on Lucius and offers him a chance to get revenge. He's saying that uh, Arden must bear uh, some feeling of ill will towards Somnus's descendants and Arden nicely tells him to fuck off. But he's not buying into it yet. We're here for style leaves and we follow. He's jealous we're immortal as the human life is too short to learn all there is about the world. He brings us to our research facility and we can run around hoovering up lore. I spent an hour doing this. There's a lot in here, yeah. Oh yeah, this is like where a lot of the backstory to the game was thrown in. It's all like, oh, we probably should have explained some of this. Yeah, a lot this of it... This would have been in the musical. Yeah, you... <laughs> Jesus. Uh, like, a lot of this is, like, the broad stroke stuff. Like, you could have heard some of... Like, it's just interesting to see the, the history of the land from the beginning, which they don't really talk about as much. Right. And I love that you... Oh, go ahead. Uh, we'll talk about the lore table in a minute. Yeah, we can run around learning about the tests run on Arden. He is burned by sunlight, with the damage being instantly negated by his healing factor, but it does cause him pain, which is why he needs to cover up and dress like an asshole. Mm-hmm. Not going to argue with that. <laughs> Demons are discovered and classified 200 years ago. They reappeared as human population's density increases, and pop- people expanded, reawakening and spreading previously dormant star scourge. Plus, global warming probably defrosted some of the frozen demons. Yeah, just a little bit. Uh, cosmo- cosmo- I don't know how to pronounce this. Cosmogony? Cosmogony? Cosmogony. cosmogony. Uh, the king of his men. Somnus is in the painting. He was second in line for the throne until he exiled Arden. Yeah, there's, there's a couple of big paintings in here that are interesting. They're very, um, what, late Renaissance style? I don't know, because I'm not an asshole. <laughs> I don't know. It's just it's it's very dramatic paintings that of like celestial beings and stuff. So there's a huge table in here I referred to as the lore table, but when you get Verstyle to talk to you about it, he refers to it as a map of imperial lands, both currently ho- held and future acquisitions, which are uh-huh. very optimistic. Yep. So here's there's this big table full of lore. It's like a map, right? It doesn't or is yeah. this the yeah, yeah, it's so the map. You can little points around the map that you can uh, click on. 
Um, you learn that Eos is 4.5 billion years old and that the gods are space aliens, which, mm-hmm. sure. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, we've pretty pretty standard Final Fantasy stuff so far. Uh, Ifrit gave fire to man and that man became the king of Solheim and Solheim rose up to create this mechanized empire all throughout the Deske region. Uh, that's all the ruins that you explore in the main game. Uh, the huge crevice in the world is where the War of the Astrals happened, and uh, it's this is why Solheim doesn't exist anymore, because they were on the losing side with Ifrit, and Ifrit was chained to the rock of Ravatoa after the war. Um, and I guess at this point, you've played the main game, so you know he ain't there when you go up there. Mm-hmm. Shiva fell asleep in the mountains, and no one ha- knows what happened to Bahamut. Titan, everybody knows where Titan is. Folded up a big rock. Okay, what's the deal with this? How did this happen? Like, I have no idea. Right, you see what I'm saying? Did the meteor Uh just happen to land right where he was and he caught it? Why won't you put it down? Did you just go in there and pick it up for fun? I thought the, the meteor was falling and he purposefully caught it to save the world. I mean, that's look, what, that's what I'm saying. It's just it, why, it's why an is incredible it coincidence at that point. Well, it's because he fell asleep after catching it. Look, look Chris, he's just a the, real big Ayn Rand. Almanac. He's a big Ayn Rand fan, Chris. Oh no! It literally <laughs> says in the almanac that after he caught it, he fell asleep, and he I guess hasn't woken up until you show up. That's why he, he never put it down. I mean, which is kind of like rough because he's got. He got stabbed through on parts of that, too. Remember when we fought him? Like, parts yeah. of the meteors, like, sticking through him? Like, yikes. Yep. Uh-huh. So, uh, you also uh, hear that Shiva, or Ramu, uh, sealed himself away, and then Leviathan vanished under the ocean. Um, but 2,000 years ago, the gods gifted Somnus, the crystal, and the ring, and using them, he founded Lucis to struggle against the Star Scourge. Star Scourge. Scourge. Regis is the current sitting king. Uh, we also find out that Angel Guard is treated as holy by Lucis, and there are rumors that a monster named Adagium is sealed away, but no evidence of it has been found. Uh, soon after Lucis was established, the Forets uh, founded Tenebrae, and it was occupied by the Empire about 350 years ago. They remain close to Lucis. Uh, the Accordo Protectorate was annexed after the Accordo and Lucis Alliance lost a battle. Its culture is incompatible with the Empire, so it remains politically autonomous. And Niflheim was founded centuries after Lucis, and it as an attempt to refund the Solheim Empire uh, using its lost Magitek technology. It used that technology to bring down Tenebrae and Accordo. Hideos, Stalif, and Castlemark are of the Solheim Empire, and the demons were discovered in the year 501. So there's a giant Angel Guard painting. Adagium is what the Lucians called uh, the prisoner. It's what they called Arden, which is weird because it just it's the word for adage. I don't know why that that's the word they chose. His powers uh, surpass mortals, and he is basically immortal. So that is why they sealed him away in you know wrapped up in chains in a cave because Samdas feared that they would he would challenge his reign because which he was right. That's what he would have done. I'm not sure if he's like 
I, I assumed he was already that powerful when Somnus went after him, right? Because, I mean, I don't know how he got, uh, Somnus got the drop on Arden if Arden was already this powerful. I mean, I know that the Star well, Scourge gets worse, and that's what powers him more. Well, no, because but... at that point, um, he was just a healer and was ready to be the king, and it was an out of surprise. It was a surprise betrayal, yeah, that emotionally broke him. Yeah, it's eh. I, I'm not. I'm not really into the whole Somnus turning on him thing. I don't. I don't think it's very well written. Personally, I do like it as a way to just oh like Noctis and his entire line or the actually like the the villain usurpers and they win. I mean, that part's good. I that that part's pretty amusing. Verstyle shows up and monologues at Arden and we start following following him again. Uh he leads us downstairs to where they found and well, where they captured Ifrit in uh from Ravato. And he's being kept comatose via ice blowers, so they just let him chill. And Verstyle asks him yeah, if... They put him on ice. They put him on ice. Uh, and Verstyle says, asks if... Celestial and chill. <laughs> Bleh. Uh, Verstyle asks Arden if he can uh, demonify him. And because of that, they can learn things that no other humans could learn because of the whole memory absorption thing that we mentioned earlier. We go further in and Lucian's blink in and we get to fight them. They're here to kill Arden. And when he looks at them, he sees them all as Somnus surrounding him, talking to him through the power of fueling the glaives. Well, like Somnus, like directly talking to him through the weird ancestral bloodline magic that the glaives are powered by. Yeah. Yeah. Arden swipes his uh, swipes at him with his sword and kills all the Lucians. And then we start a fight. Here we do a fight. And during it, Ifrit is set free and bursts through the wall. Halfway through the fight, Ifrit grabs us and asks what kind of man Kai is doing here. And Arden asks for power to take Somnus, people and kingdom, and burn them to the ground. Arden then tries to demonify him and appears to succeed, and Arden claims Ifrit. Ifrit shows him he was, one, he was the one chosen to be king before Somnus stole it from him. Arden gets a dream sequence where he finds Aira, who asks him for forgiveness. He, she told Somnus he was the one who was chosen. Tried to frame it like it's her fault, which is fucking ridiculous. Fuck you, Tabata. <laughs> uh, Arden can't kill her for her sin. Arden doesn't want to, and Arden refuses his powers or for healing and saving lives. Somnus takes his hand, and we do an unwinnable QT where she dies again. You can actually win this, but so he's, she still dies. Okay, because I did not win this because I wasn't I wasn't prepared to start hitting the button. <laughs> yeah. No, she, what happens is if you, like, he takes your hand and tries to get you to stab her, and if you fail, yeah. you she, he pushes you or your hand, like, oh, stop stabbing her, stop stabbing her. Mm -hmm. But if you win, you break free, but he still kills her anyway. Mm. So. Anyway, this is where Arden snaps and decides to destroy the Lucian Empire in the sign of Som line of Somnus and goes full villain to rebel against the gods who have hurt him so. He gets incredible Cthulhu black eyes, dripping black fluid laughs, and the chapter ends. Yep. And he basically starts to look like he's an extra from the crow. Yeah, yeah, he, he crows out. There's a, there's a cutscene here about how Magitech troopers are produced, and we see Arden being inaugurated as the Chancellor as a result of his contributions to the Empire. And this, he, he acts as the 
single grain of rice that tips the scales at the stale in this hundred year stalemate. Lucis begins losing territory, and Arden is spreading the star scourge, stealing people's memories so that he can learn everything that he can about uh Lucis and what happened sort of while he was uh take, taking a chain break. Eventually, all of these memories merge with him in his brain and transform him into this evil version of his former self. And at this point, we're, we get sent back to the opening sequence where he was in, in the main city as his revenge begins. Yeah, so we're back at the uh, founding day ceremony. Um, and Ifrit is on a rampage. Arden uh, puts himself on TV and tells the citizens, I'm going to kill all of you. Uh, we see young Regis head down an elevator out to fight Arden, and this is hilarious because uh, he's got, like, big, like, 90s science teacher energy. We play as Arden, and we fight, like, a hundred dudes before Verstyle calls us and tells us to take out the shield amplifiers. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever you take one out, uh, you have to fight a guardian of the old wall, which are being used to magnify the power of the new wall. And uh, once we more, take out enough... Yeah, uh, see once you the, like once you like after the first couple you start getting more and more uh, guardians. Yeah, it ramps up. But but the same. So there, there, yeah. I mean, there's yeah, there's 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 a main one you fight, and then there's the fierce and the other ones. Yeah, I don't know yeah. why they didn't use the third one at all. Because the third one that that's covered, I believe that the mystic. Uh, yeah, the mystic. Yeah, I believe you. That's the one you. There's a reason for that. I can't remember what it was. Did you take somebody or? Mm, I have no idea. They don't explain it <laughs> as far as I'm aware. Interest. This is like a good narrative way of like how Arden um, demonified the uh, the old wall that you have to fight later. Once we take out enough of the shield amplifiers, we are we head to the Citadel and are stopped by a lot of the Kingsguard who we murder. Uh, we then enter the Citadel and Arden uh, runs into Regis on the way in and they do a big Armager standoff, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Should we talk about how this whole this? Yeah, absolutely. area plays out because it's this is the majority of the game kind of right an open. Here. Yeah, this Armager standoff is also uh, actually there are a couple shots in here that are all references. I think the this and the black car that he rolls into the city with, um, they are shot for shot recreations of the original Final Fantasy thirteen versus trailers. Oh, yeah. that oh, interesting. Nice. Yeah, I did not I mean, catch different that. characters, obviously, but that's that's what they're going for. Gotcha. This is, so this area is basically an open world map. Where you you've got sectors of the city that are covered with uh, that are occupied, and you go there's seven towers in total. You only have to take out a click three. In all or fairness, so. those people live there. It's not really an occupation. <laughs> well, no, yeah, exactly. Uh, you're you're occupying it. It's occupied the way that Palestine is occupied. Oh, uh, uh, insomnia. Anyway, the, uh, no, it's this the, is the uh, reverse of the yeah, it's basically thing. But the, yeah, this uh, martial, well, not martial law, but this tro- uh, a bunch of troops in different spots of the city, and you get to take them out, and uh, you get extra items and stuff, which you can go to different vendors and buy items. Got a giant score meter in the top of your screen for this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this, you get, you get score for kills. You get multipliers. Oh, and we we hadn't mentioned that when you uh, demonify an enemy, you get AP. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's called the yeah, dissension for your, for your menu. Dissension. Yeah. yeah, that's very good. <laughs> instead of the ascension, uh, yeah. So you you gain AP from battles 
uh, from like demonifying people and you use that to upgrade your skills and your and your stats and stuff and it wants you you get bonuses for um doing it in quick succession so like if you knock three enemies into critical and you do all three in a row you'll get five instead of three ap not that it's it also, matters because uh, you get like a bajillion also... from just doing all the because uh, you get 10 for each of the deities yeah, and that scales up really high, so you can end up with like fifty out of out of a single encounter. And the nodes are pretty cheap; they go from like four to like thirty two is the most expensive. I which think is I was like two point. I was two points shy of maxing it. I do like the ability to summon ghost swords is thirty two, but the ability to mug somebody is sixty four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that actually I forgot. Mug is very expensive for some reason. I like how not only do you get points for fighting things, but you also just get a bunch of points for, like, messing up the city. Like, knocking uh-huh. over street oh, yeah. signs and stuff. Like, really petty, vindictive vandalism is worth a lot of points. The, like, some of the most points you could get is for destroying parade decorations that are specifically for Founding Day. Because well, Chris... The Guardians yeah. actually do a lot, like, tons of points for the Guardians. Yeah, that's that's also true. But, Tell Chris, remember, the, the only... Joke, Matt. I was gonna say, isn't the only real crimes crimes against property? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, also, when when you liberate a zone, or I guess when you occupy a zone, it shows you where all the treasure is, on the map is. That is true. The guards didn't respond until you started destroying property. <laughs> yeah, as Justin was saying, once you uh, yeah destroy one of the towers, you get basically a map of the whole area where you can find all the treasures, all the vendors, and the most important thing, all the hat shops. Yeah, there are a lot of hats in this. Uh-huh. Oh, are there different hats at every one? Yeah. Yeah, oh. every shop has unique hats. I guess I just bought all the hats from the one right next to the gate then. Yeah, there, there's a... Uh, for a while I was rolling with the cowboy hat, and then I went to the tricorn hat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, you have uh, you basically have a magical version of the grappling hook, so you're jumping up on to top of buildings because all all these amplifiers are on top of buildings. Well, there's uh, the one. A couple are two are on the ground. Oh yeah, yeah. The the two big ones right before the citadel are on the ground, but most of them are on roofs. So you're you're hopping up and like warping around, and it, it feels really good to get around this uh, this little zone. And also, you you will as you're walking around, you will get ambushed uh, occasionally, and it's super easy because all you have to do is just do the quick time, like press circle once, and then you can just absorb three people. <laughs> it's it's a great way to get five uh, easy AP. All right, tell me about this boss fight. Yeah, the the Regis boss fight. So once we go and confront Regis. You have a fight. It's pretty much the same as the fight against Noctis, like the bonus fight, uh, or the fight at the end of the main game, which also the bonus fight spoilers is also against Noctis as Arden. Man, though, I was like, oh, this is easy. Uh-huh. And, and then? then? And then uh, the the rest of the party showed up, and I was like... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Turns out to still be easy. It's because you have three buttons they never told you about, and one of them just refills your gauge to full so you can do the Healy attack. I didn't know there was a... All I know is that, like, I just kept pressing triangle when it told me to, and that's when I did all my damage, really. If you press down on the D-pad, it converts your MP into the other gauge, which lets you use the uh, ability where you shoot out all the swords and heal a lot. So you can just convert your MP into that, and that's how you stay healed up. 
Yeah. Yeah. We also like some of the skills in this are a lot of fun. Like there's a tornado skill, which is great for just like mopping up all the little soldier dudes and for keeping Gladio away from you and keeping Gladio away. You have a sniper rifle attack, which is really random. (laughs) Yeah. What? What's the deal with that? Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) It's it's the Royal sniper rifle. Uh yeah, it, it, it's weird with the way it works too because like you lock on, you press the bu- you press attack, it sh- then it puts you into the scope and then you press it again to shoot and then it takes you out of the scope. I don't know, it's it's very strange, but it does a lot of damage. So yeah, we're we're fighting Regis. He he fights like anybody else with royal arms. Uh oh yeah, this entire time you could summon Ifrit as your um as your tech skills and he does a he does fuck ton so of damage. Much damage. He's so good. Yeah. Like your posse. Yeah. Like you, you can you can. There's a Faraga. There's a meteor strike. There's another one where it just powers everybody up with fire. And yeah, you just you know most of these fights against the the guards, like they'll take a little while. Like they're not challenging, but like you know you have to do like several rounds of demonifying to, which is most of your damage to like get them down. You summon a free, and he'll just knock them all down to like because he'll hang out for a while and attack. He'll just like knock their health down so quickly that you didn't realize the fight was almost over. <laughs> Okay, also, we, they we, do, didn't, we didn't talk about the fact that you infect Ifrit with Star Scourge, which is why he's doing this in the first yes, place. Oh, yes, yeah, we did. I, I think we did, yeah, during, we did. during, the, during the Ifrit fight, yeah, that's what happens. So that's why we can summon him. And also, yeah, you're running around and you're absorbing all these Guardians, and it's just, you're just wrecking they do shop. A, they could do, a, do a good job of characterizing Arden through the mechanics, like at the end of every combo, during your combo cooldown time, Arden does like a little fedora tip. Or when uh-huh. you summon Arden and he does a huge attack and kills some dudes, he goes, "Oh, g- praise to the gods above." Uh, the, we forgot the the bit in uh, episode Ignis where he puts his hat on a magic tech soldier, and it's very funny. It's so good. It's so good. He's just like, "Hey, hat rack." <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love him. Hold my hat and watch this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So when, when we fight Regis, yeah, you could still summon. Uh, the, the annoying thing about this is that when you hit a, a certain HP threshold, you'll move to a slightly different part of the Citadel battlefield. And if it, um, if it, if it is like on the bridge, he won't come down to you where like on the lower level. So you have to summon him again to get him back in the fight, uh, which is annoying. But your your tech bar fills up so quickly anyway, it's not a big deal. Yeah. And eventually, like he, even when Regis summons uh, like a bubble wall, you just p- plow through him. So Regis gets knocked out. Uh, it looks like uh, I thought that Arden killed him because even Arden's like, did I kill him? I guess I didn't know my own strength. Yeah. And then he shouts to Somnus. He's like, I want you to summon the old wall because I want to kill my brother. And that happens. And so you get like the giant old wall, like, you know, 10 stories tall, like statue to fight. So you leave the Citadel to go yeah, fight, you fight it. a Kingsglaive guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's huge. And you can like I warped up on the buildings and like sniped him from up there for most of this fight. I just hit him in the feet. Yeah, you can hit yeah. him in the feet. Like you can snipe fight. him in the head. Summon Ifrit a lot because it does a ton of damage. Fight his legs off. <laughs> you can gnaw his legs off. Yeah. And halfway through the fight, uh, Somnus starts making excuses for himself as to why he betrayed uh, betrayed Arden. It's hard to tell what he's saying because I'm focusing on the fight so much. And there's a lot of noise, but that's happening throughout this Music's entire fight. real loud. It's very loud. It's just shit like, well, you know, I might have betrayed you. 
but I did the gods. I did what the gods wanted and protected the people. Shit yeah. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. The music here is like this big bomb, bombastic choir version of the main theme. And it's very good, which is uh, already so good. Uh huh. And then if we do the final, uh, demonification, uh, like attack to finish it off, Ifrit shows up and does nine, 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 nine damage to him with an attack, a single attack. And then, uh, slits his throat at least the the, the statue already does, does that and then somnus's ghost form appears and says that uh they had protected the people throughout eternity and he begs arden not for his forgiveness but his understanding and arden is super pissed by this and denies it uh rightfully so i think yeah oh so, absolutely so that fight you just we just did that is what i was talking about earlier he becomes the mystic so Oh, oh yeah. But wasn't he wasn't the mystic before that? No. But because well he might have been, but he wasn't named in a part of the wall. Or, or he was he was the he, wall. He was so when part of the... the king summoned the wall, yeah, that's who appeared and then you killed him and corrupt him. Uh but the other I guess so we've corrupted so that's why you have the corrupted smashy boy and we have the corrupted like uh Shuriken lady. And uh-huh. now the corrupted, right. and this is the, the rogue, mystic. The, the fierce, the fierce and this the is rogue the mystic. mystic. Yep. That makes a sense. That, that's, okay. why, that's why there wasn't a third one here. Okay, that, I'm okay with that. The only thing you don't get an explanation for is what that giant demon whale in King's Glaive was. Mm, yeah, we, they never explain those demons, and we never fight one. <laughs> no, I mean, the big thing that was the last half of the movie. Oh, yeah, that that too. So Arden goes to stab Regis, but he's like mind controlled by Bahamut enough to save Regis's life. And Ifrit is wrecked by the Ultima Sword. Bahamut says he will not allow Arden to be a slayer of kings, and Arden is furious to be not denied. Bahamut says to spread darkness throughout the world is his true calling. Soon the true king will be born, and Arden is to be his sacrifice to drive the darkness away. When he awakens, Arden will be relieved of his suffering. Arden is rightfully infuriated by this, and Bahamut tells him to de- defy it will be a life in darkness forever. You cannot, and then it gives you a uh, choice to whether or not you want to submit to fate or deny defy fate. Let's do the canon one first. Let's do submit. Uh, it doesn't matter. They're both the same. Uh, well, the, yeah, the, the same thing get, happens no matter what. Yeah, but you get you yeah, get so different so scenes though. It's like not much different. Nah, ones. it's almost the same. I mean, like, uh, it, not really though. Different. I mean, yeah, but like basically. If you if you uh, defy him, uh, he like strings you up with a bunch of swords, and then uh, Eric comes and stabs him a bunch of times with a with a pitchfork, and it's really brutal. Yeah, because you rejected the gods she believed in. It, it, it's not a it's not just a pitchfork; it's the trident. Oh, it's the trident. That's right. The the yeah yeah. The, he just the, tortures you until you comply anyway. Yeah yeah, pretty much. Yeah, but I I like the one piece of writing I like in this is that he bah- Bahamut basically says. Hey, what you really want is the end of the royal line, and guess what? That's what happens if you listen to me. Like if you just follow yes, the God's Bahamut's will. The real villain of this franchise. Uh huh. It's like he if you do kidnaps you, you for a decade, my guy. It's like here, here the, the way to get your revenge is to follow all the rules. Then you die, and then uh, then the other guy will die, and then the whole royal bloodline will be gone, and you'll get your revenge. But it's I? also like, hey, you. But I'm still dancing like a puppet to your. Tomb. Yeah. So screw you. 
And you still can't get fight it. So sure, yeah, I know it, it. It sucks that this is all like, oh, this has all been preordained. But I, I do like the way bah- Bahamut framed his offer in this. Yeah. Arden is, I think, definitely probably the the strongest Final Fantasy main series villain since probably like since like Kafka, right? Like he's he's actually a good villain. Mm. Yeah, mm. I like him more than Kafka because he's not just motivated by being deranged. I mean. I don't know. What do you think about Caius? That then? depends on which version of Kefka you're getting. Like, I feel like Caius is pretty straightforward. Mm. Like that—that's decent. I mean, I don't know if it's Caius, as... Caius is equally well motivated, but worse written, like line by line. I think. He's... Oh, that's totally true. Uh, that's that's and absolutely he has a true. hilarious voice where he tells Yule "Happy Birthday" in it. <laughs> uh-huh. he's, he's not main series. He's uh, he's spinoff. No, he's main series. He's a main series numbered. Thirteen two, right? Yeah. But, like, so, that's main series. Spin-off. That's not a spinoff. Ow. It's a sequel. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> like, Ted 2, Ted 2 is mainline. Like, anything that isn't, like, no, Crystal Chronicles. Mm. Nah, it's in continuity, my dude. They're, they're still good, but they're not, they're not the main series that's, release. It's not what a spinoff <laughs> means. I have, have to disagree. How about the, how about the villain of uh, Final Fantasy XIV lag and uh, bad textures, potted plants? Pop in <laughs> the pop in, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, like, yeah, they they put in more effort into Arden for sure than most other villains, which is good. Uh, that's interestingly, good, but... if this was still a 13, Arden would be the secret main character because he does like fully, fully uh, embody the fighting against fate like motivation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, in the way he is fighting against fate, but he can't fight it. Yeah. So like he's the flip side of that coin, I guess. Uh I I don't know how much of this was in the game during the versus 13 bit. It's really I guess it'd be impossible to tell unless you ask somebody at Square. Right? So, yeah, let me just call up my buddies. <laughs> get back to us. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Get some translators in here. But yeah, then we get we, we get the credits roll. Yeah, we see all the scenes of Arden from the main game. <laughs> Which is very weird because it just goes makes the early bits where he's like the friendly weird uncle to be even more confusing. Well, it can yeah. seem confusing well, he before needs that to help because... Noctis along, right? Yeah, but he seems so jovial while doing it. He doesn't have like a sinister vibe until he starts stabbing ladies. He's drunk. <laughs> he's drunk. He's drunk on the Star Scourge. Yeah, but no, this so, does make sense because they. Sh- oh, go on. I was going to say. Uh, after yeah, he you wake up back on uh, Angel Guard Island, and just say like, "Well, everything sucks. I'm gonna gonna ruin the world because that's mm-hmm. the only choice I have." And that's the end. Yep. Yeah, but then he goes. He walks to where he lost Era, but then there's two. Like, it, it looks like it's supposed to be Era and Somnus yep. there. Yeah. And he kills them both. And that makes me wonder, is like, is all this just a delusion where he's actually been the bad guy the whole time? Mm. And he just seems to have got it flipped in his head that he was I mean, supposed to be the one. I think this is like, I think this is oh. in his head in a bit, but it's also like, it's the flip side of at the beginning where he refuses to stab Era and Somnus makes him stab or, or it's like him rejecting you know, his past as like the he- hero healer and just embracing that he is the villain of the world now. Yeah, it's symbolic, not literal. But it also makes you wonder if like maybe him he was also Somnus and 
What? No. Killed himself. I don't know. No. Like he got sent back in time to kill himself. As far as what? I know, there's no time travel. It's just it, 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 the gods are weird. Yeah, yeah I mean, I th- does time gods travel. must be crazy. Yeah, I just think this is a symbolic like closing of the loop of Arden now is full rage monster. Uh, and so, I get that. Like I, I would have gotten that if he just went back to that spot and then did the scourge. But then having the two people there that looked suspiciously like him or his somnus and it is, era, it is. It, they, they are like spirit ghosts or something. It's, right. It, well, it's because it doesn't make a lot of sense submit, to me. In the submit ending, he asks Bahamut whether Era and Somnus knew that this was going to be his fate, and he, Bahamut just won't answer him. And the implication is that they knew all along that this was going to happen to him, and he's betra- he was betrayed by both of them, not just by Somnus. Uh, as a result of that, because she she knew that this was what the gods were going to want for him, and so he. He's just picturing himself murdering them for their city in this entire thing. Mm. So the gods created the star scourge. Oh, no, the gods didn't create the star scourge. It's right. But the gods are aliens. So mm-hmm. everything bad comes from space. That's what we've learned. I mean, does that make Final Fantasy 15 like War of the Worlds? Only in reverse. It's kind of in reverse because the, the they, germs kill the uh-huh. aliens. Yeah, it's the other way around. <laughs> Oh, oh no! Terms. Oh no! Final Fantasy Fifteen is what happens when uh, the Europeans came to America. Oh, oh no! So the Star Scourge is smallpox. Uh, apparently, uh. when you beat the game, you do get the mutant Rakshasha blade greatsword and Arden's entire costume for Noctis. So, so that's good. Which I forgot. It looks to even worse out. on him. Believe it or not. And I will never check out because I'm not going to install this 250 gig game again. Uh-huh. You also get the uh, the boss fight where you fight. Um, you play as Arden when they fight in the street. But then uh, Ignis, Gladio and Prompto show up. We mentioned it briefly earlier. Getting like, getting yeah. poisoned is a fucking death sentence. Yeah, because he has the yeah, bio blaster. Yeah. The thing that what I wound up doing is deliberately dropping into danger. I got Gladio stuck on a fence and then I uh, managed to take out Ignis and pop an elixir to get out of danger mode. And then I just had to kill Prompto and Noctis and then go deal with Gladio, who is still stuck on a fence. <laughs> so nice. I just checked the wiki. Apparently, the Star Scourge is a mutant strain of malaria. It's It's just malaria. But it's like really bad malaria. Shit, is this Far Cry 2.5? Yeah, it's, it's As really opposed bad to the malaria. good malaria we have? God. Yep. It said that it was uh, mutated inside of insects, just like actual malaria. And I guess... That's not good. Magic, yeah. That's that's really bad, actually. Yeah, this is Far Cry 2.5. Lord. That's the, the weirdest, most mundane explanation. They're like, yeah, this world has really bad malaria. <laughs> This is like a like a The Last of Us thing. I thought they explained that before with it was it had to do with the uh when the gods were fighting that it unleashed something. Unleashed the Star Scourge. Apparently it unleashed malaria. Uh space malaria. Yeah, it says it says nothing is known about the origins. It just appeared at some point and is a mutant strain of plasmodium malaria, which is just malaria. Weird. Oh. So wrapping it up. Do we have any closing thoughts about the DLC? Do we want to mention that the bunch of DLC got canceled? 
Oh yeah. Was, uh, what, episode Arania. I was going to mention that. No wonder Tabata fucking quit. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, they they canceled it before he quit, right? Like they canceled yeah, right. it and well, then I, he quit. Yeah, that's what happened. What I mean is, when the arc of your work is like these DLCs, for them to be like, I know you're doing, you're killing it right now, but nah. I mean, it might not have been making a lot of money. I mean, these are only like, I think even when you bought them individually, they were only what five, ten bucks a piece. Ten, like ten for Arden. Uh, I think that they were. Ten for Arden, but I think like six ninety nine for the others. Yeah, so that's nice. not a lot of revenue for a lot of work, I can imagine. Yep. It still doesn't mean like he should. It would have been really cool to see him keep going because, yeah, like the mechanically, these got more interesting as they go. Like in in episode Arden, like doing a like when you blindside somebody, you you usually knock them in the air and you can instantly demonify them, and it feels super fucking rad. Like, like kinetically, this feels so much better than the main game. Yeah, like they find they finally did it. They made the game that looks and plays like Advent Children. Mm-hmm. They all, so I think they also changed the Ifrit model in the main game after Episode Arden came out because they used the new updated like Star Scourged model. Oh, that's interesting. I just looked it up. It was a uh, five ninety or four ninety nine each for the DLC. That's so little. Yeah, I mean that's not worth it for uh for Gladio, but for the other two I'd say that's worth 5 bucks. Apparently the just just reading on the wiki now, the Star Scourge uh uses the same word in Japanese as uh what they tra- used in Final Fantasy 7 for oh. uh world. Interesting. So it's it's uh Hoshi. Yeah, it's you know what? I got to say the one thing about the DLC, well the DLCs, this whole game is the, why they use star instead of planet because they clearly use star when they mean planet all the time yeah yep. it's i don't know why they chose to do that but whatever that would be planet scourge i mean like you could still call it star scourge because that sounds better but like hey we got to protect our star what you could call it fucking <laughs> gaia's wrath if you want to do this is that's also not just this game i know there i played other japanese games where they repeatedly translate the world as this this star that's very bizarre. There we go. Yeah, since the uh, Star Scourge originated from the meteor of the six. Hmm. Oh, interesting. The, Ar- the Arden says that, but only in the German localization. Why? Why? He never says that in any other translation. That's just. I, I like know. German I saw notes. it somewhere else in the game. Oh, good lord! Anyway, anyone? Any other thoughts before we wrap this up and hit three hours? I hope they make another game in the fifteen engine. Uh, Based F- I hope based they make off a of just straight up sequel to 15. Yeah, based off what they did with Ignis and Arden, like they could actually make a really compelling combat game. Yeah, which means they won't. Then let's give us more stuff we don't want. Like, yeah, <laughs> there was that Final Fantasy 15 uh, side scroller where you play as uh, Noctis's dad. I want 15 2 or 13 4. No other game will do. 13 4. Sorry, 13-3-2? Uh, God. It wasn't 13-3, right? It was 13 Lightning Returns 2. Yeah, because they wanted people to buy it. You can't get people to buy a game that says 13-3 on it. Lightning repeats. (laughs) And you just play as Lightning, who's like now a fashion model in Paris. Oh yeah, the, the Louis Vuitton one it's actually it's actually just the diplo it's just the diplomacy part of civ where you're fucking in the un 
Wait, is this what the is this what the new Kingdom Hearts game is going to be, where it takes place in the real world in Shibuya? Dude, I am I am so shocked that uh, Noctis nor Lightning showed up in uh, Kingdom Hearts three. I am also surprised. They just didn't put Final Fantasy stuff in. No, game. Final Fantasy shows up in Kingdom Hearts three. That's, That's not so true. weird. You climb a giant cactuar. That's it. Yeah. You don't interact with character. It's not like Kingdom Hearts Two, where you're always no. hanging out with fucking Leon. Oh, we they forgot to mention that some of the characters. We we did forget to mention that the uh, the stop and go, like the the traffic lights in uh in Insomnia, like the go light is a cactuar, is a green cactuar. Yeah, light. Very good, actually. Oh yeah, yeah, it's cute. Yeah, this it's like a baffling, incredible attention to detail and completely missing like the big picture in these games. A thousand percent. Yeah. So it's Square Enix. <laughs> A thousand percent. Oh, anyway, you can get in touch with us via Facebook at facebook.com forward slash light X thrice. Uh, plugs. Have any plugs? We're uh, still recording JoJo's. And we started recording Idion. And we started recording Idion for Boku no Stop, uh, the premium and free versions. So if you want JoJo's, you got to pay us. Otherwise, uh, just listen to us talk about Ava and Idion and other robots sad stories find out that matt is the only person who doesn't like wild wild west who doesn't like what wild wild west it's really stupid it's so good it's it's it's, no it's just stupid i want to like it that is good i want to like it but it's too stupid it is like much like jojo's it jojo's is very stupid oh my god (laughs) oh my god uh, I'm at, uh, I stream at, uh, on twitch.tv slash redphoenix122. Uh, that's about it right now. Justin? Uh, I also have a podcast. You don't have to pay for that one, though. Unlike these guys, uh, apparently. Uh, that's <laughs> at redpagespodcast.com. Although, if you want to pay for it, you can back us at Patreon at the, the same place, Patreon slash redpagespodcast. Uh, and that money goes to fund the horrifying visual novel that we currently have in development. You don't want to fund that, but if you do, that's where to do it. See, what you should have done is had a separate podcast on the Patreon called Blue Pages. So uh, we actually talked about this, that, that when we were trying to figure out what to name the podcast. And the problem was that the Blue Pages are like an actual thing that's part of the phone book. And so we didn't want to get search engine into the real life blue pages hmm. whereas there is no actual red pages in a phone book so and now you have that name for persona 3 <laughs> yeah that's true although i think um well we we did the the golden pages podcast for the persona spinoff show but i think if we we decided that if we were going to do another season of that for persona 5 at some point we were just going to rename the entire thing to velvet pages Velvet page. That's pretty good. Yeah, they're so soft. That's pretty. Yeah. Uh huh. We had dark pages for our Dark Souls show. It was good. It's it's good because you can tell from no matter which show that you're listening to that they're all part of the same podcast family, which is a, a marketing bonus. Are you gonna have to rename these when you get someone named Page on one of your podcasts, like the Pages Pages podcast? No, but we did have uh, we we have a lot of guests on Red Pages podcast. Um, and by, since we always ask people what they've been playing when we had, uh, 
Ashley Birch on, I did was happy that we did get to say, hey, Ash, what you playing? <laughs> it was good. <sighs> you can listen to my other podcast on network, Magmar Sucks, where we stack rank Pokemon based on how interesting their Pokedex text is. Uh, they're bad. Uh, that's all until next time uh, in however long when we will be talk start talking about Shadow Hearts Covenant. Peace. This podcast was brought to you by the Pitch Drop Podcast Network. Like what you just heard? Support the show by going to patreon.com forward slash pitch drop. And while you're at it, check out pitchdrop.net for more of this and other shows.